0: I have been talking to so many of you guys inside the Flower Boss Bootcamp around making money and our heightened awareness around our thoughts about making money, our money stories, about how much we attach our self-worth to our prices. And it's this intricate spiderweb In terms of really recognizing that for so much of our lives we walked around with zero consciousness, no awareness around the fact that we are raised in environments where we start to develop certain beliefs around making money. And all of this starts to come to a head the minute that you start your business and you are here to make a profit and you're realizing that it's not as straightforward as it looks. And I thought it could be super helpful for all of us, myself included, because I am a human being with a human brain who was raised in a family with a very specific set of money stories. And I thought, hey, you know what would be really helpful for all of us is to dedicate an entire episode around some of our most common limiting beliefs, some of our most common stories about money, and give you a few guiding principles in terms of how to rewrite your own story in terms of making money. Now, it doesn't even matter if this is your first day of being a professional floral designer, or if you have been in the business for decades and you're on a mission to make more money. Increasing your own awareness of what you're making money mean is so powerful because up until this moment in time, you've never even stopped to think about it. And the real challenge that lies ahead is when we are creating a business and wanting to create more money, we are going to run head first into our human brain. And for many of us, we've never even stopped to think about where does money come from? How do I create more money? What are my money stories? why I dedicate an entire module inside the Flower Boss Bootcamp to just deconstructing and dissecting what your money beliefs are. Because literally, (laughs) until somebody asks you, hey, where do you think money comes from? Hey, what are the money stories that you tell yourself? We all walk around as human beings having never been taught where money comes from, how to create more money in your business. And then we bring all of those unconscious beliefs to the table when we start our business and we're like, this is fucking shitty. (laughs) I am not making enough money. And we assume, I certainly did for a very long period of time, that that was because I wasn't a good enough designer, which I know sounds a little bit absurd at this moment in time, right? If an alien landed next to you and you said, oh... I want to make more money in my business and the way to do that is to become a better designer. What? Like if we say those thoughts out loud, it doesn't make sense. (laughs) But we believe the garbage that flies around in our own head. So what's really helpful is to pause. Just pause for a hot second and think about it. What do you currently think about money? And what do you want to think about money? What do you currently believe in terms of where money comes from? And what do you want to believe about where money comes from? It's really interesting to me and incredibly frustrating when I look back at our kind of very traditional Western education and think, oh, right, so we've never been taught that we need to build A belief pattern that we need to build a story around money. Instead, we all grow up in these environments, right? And I think for many of us, the default assumption and the default belief around making money is you gotta work hard to make money, right? That's very common, I think, in our generation, in terms of certainly in my family, that was really true, right? One, you gotta work hard to make money, two, money buys happiness. It's literally a story that I was taught as a kid, right? And it's really interesting to kind of see how those stories, if I continue to tell myself those stories, that I'm going to continue to live into it. And then I make all this money, and I'm not happy. And I was like, what? (laughs) But my dad taught me that money buys happiness. Really? Really, dad? I don't know about this anymore. But it's really interesting, right, because when we are floral designers, right, and we are making money off of our own creativity, we really like to live into our default beliefs. And that's what happens, right? That's how we function in the world. We tell ourselves a story about money, right? When you tell yourself the story of you got to work hard to make money, right, then we are going to double down on the gruelingness of this work, right? I am not here to tell you that being a floral designer is all sunshine, lollipops, and rainbows, right? But it's almost like we punish ourselves and make the work even harder. I know I absolutely did that, right? Like, I knew I had to be at the market right when it opened, right? And there was a badge of honor in terms of, like, doing the drive, putting in the hours, thinking about these 3 a.m. starts, and you see so many floral designers, right, kind of humble bragging to their friends about like not sleeping and working through the night. And I remember really early on eavesdropping and overhearing another floral designer talk to one of the wholesalers at the market. And it was either Valentine's Day or Mother's Day. And she was just like bragging about the fact she hadn't slept in 48 hours. And I was like, I don't know if that's the life that I really want. Fortunately, slash unfortunately enough, I don't have a body that can exist on no sleep. <laughs> but it's interesting, right? If we allow ourselves to get out of our own space and allow ourselves to get out of our own head, right? And we just, from a place of pure curiosity, right? What... Kind of belief are we living into in our business, right? Are we living into the experience of push, 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 grueling, grueling, grueling? I need to be more productive. I need to work harder. And even when I am working harder, I need to berate myself and make sure I'm working the hardest. And it's really interesting because one of my clients told me the other day, one of the girls inside of the boot camp was talking about how. And this, I know this story is going to connect with so many of you because I remember this moment in my business and this is what she was talking about. You're driving back from the market, you're driving back from the wholesalers and you've got a wedding coming up this weekend. You quoted that wedding forever ago, right? 12 months ago, six months ago, right? You quoted that wedding with the information that you had at hand, and in most cases, when we're quoting these weddings and we don't have all the information, we're going to undercharge, we're going to discount, we're going to miscalculate, right? And we're going to really kind of cause ourselves some additional pressure in the moment and actually delivering on this work because you're looking at this scope of work and you're looking at what's in front of you in the days that are to come and you're realizing the numbers don't add up right? You don't have the revenue to support hiring a freelancer. You don't have the revenue to hire help. You didn't price things correctly. You didn't quote accurately. And then we like to rationalize that with ourselves by saying, oh, right, well, this job is supposed to be grueling, right? I'm supposed to be physically exhausted and completely broken. That's the only way that I know that I'm doing a good enough job in my business, right? And I lived into that experience for forever, right? Like the badge of honor of being one of the people who drove 90 minutes to the market, 3.30 in the morning, you're going to leave to get there at 5am and then you got to leave by 6.30. So you're not stuck in traffic. And then for a while, I did try and kind of suffer through the whole day which I will tell you, I was not in peak <laughs> peak customer service mode, peak quoting mode, peak CEO mode, peak design mode. Like this was not how my body and my brain could really function. But we rationalize it to ourselves by saying, this is how I should be running my business. I'm supposed to be exhausted because if I'm rested and refreshed, well, no, that's not how you run a flower business. Now, Please don't get me wrong, because I'm going to tell you, there are times where we do early mornings, late nights, where we will go absolutely above and beyond. But when we attach our money stories to our work, and we attach our limiting beliefs about money to how much we're charging, we're going to continue to find ourselves in that pattern of complete physical exhaustion, because we don't even have the budget available to hire help to make it even remotely easier on ourselves. And I really remember when things changed for me because I finally sat down and I finally would go through, right? I would go through the tedious job of re-quoting for myself. Okay, so based on how much product I bought, how long it took us to set these things up, what I wanted the work to look like, what should I have charged my clients? What should I have done in terms of how much that archway should have been? How many freelancers should I had on site? And I will tell you, taking this one step further and getting yourself out of the mix entirely, how much would you need to charge if you were going to hire freelancers or hire staff to do the entire job without you? That's where your pricing should be sitting. You shouldn't have to be relying on you doing every single step of the puzzle. And this is where the real kind of eye-opening shifts come because... All of a sudden, and for so many of us, we're going to really bang our head up against the idea of starving artist, right, versus running a profitable business. Many of us think that it needs to be this idea of, well, I love my work, so I don't need to make money. Except that you also want to make money, so then you're going to be out there doing a completely separate job, and then you're going to be doing this kind of side hustle flowery business on the back end, in the late nights, early mornings, weekends, and then you're going to go to your other job on a Monday morning, you're going to be fucking exhausted the whole time. When in actual fact, the solution is really straightforward. If you were to take yourself out of your business entirely, and you were to start to quote your work based on your past experience, your guess at how many hours this is going to take and a little bit of a buffer just to make sure that you're right and then I'm going to tell you to also maybe add an on another 20% just for shits and giggles and see how much money that gets you on a quote. And then look at all of the garbage stories that come up in terms of, there's no way my customers will pay that much. I can't charge that much. Nobody's going to say yes to this work. I live in a small town. We have so many stories that we layer on top of it, which are just stories. Because at the end of the day, you always have a choice. You have the choice to sit down and put on your big girl pants and actually charge how much you know you should be charging or you can continue to prove to yourself that you need to work hard to make money. You can continue to live into the exhaustion and the fatigue and the frustration and the disappointment and the second guessing and wondering why your business doesn't look like anybody else's. You always have a choice. Now remember sitting down and thinking about that idea, right? You will have heard me say this before, that your pricing is based on an equation, not on an emotion. Where we get ourselves into so much trouble is we allow the emotion to lead the way. And this idea of once we put ourselves in the role of CEO, once we step into the business ownership persona, once we decide, okay, yes, today is the day I'm going to embrace the discomfort and be a flower boss. I'm going to sit down and I'm going to review my prices and I am not going to beat myself up. I am not going to let my brain run completely wild and crazy in how aggressive it can be in our repetitive narrative of I'm not good enough. No, this is like a grade five math project. I want you to sit down and take your last quote, the last quote that you sent to a customer that doesn't even matter if they said yes or they said no, where you know you've undercharged. Or it might be the last thing that you designed, even if it was a very simple bouquet or an arrangement, whatever it was that you made where you know you didn't charge enough. I want you to sit down and go back and do the math properly. Charge for delivery, charge for however many hours you needed to do the setup, charge a premium for Saturday and Sunday rates, charge for a premium for pack down. Whatever you know you're missing out on in terms of a revenue perspective, just go back and do that math one more time. And see how much you're missing out on. Because all of that additional revenue can actually go to help bring in other people so that it's not so fucking grueling. Because I did that. I literally, there was one weekend I remember so vividly, staying up, I think it was around until 2am, because we had like three or four weddings on and I had another booking that I had to get to on a Saturday and I was like okay well I can do it all I could totally do it all myself I didn't even know I did not even know that hiring help was an option I didn't even know that I was allowed to hire freelancers and that it's okay if they're better the designers than you and this idea of like oh right no I am a CEO I'm a CEO who is facilitating making all of this magic happen because I'm really 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 good at marketing and sales. I am really good at getting the customers in the door. And Kathleen, it's okay if you're booking more work than you as a superwoman human has capacity to do. That's part of a growing business. And then you can shift your perspective to bringing in help, you have the budget to make it happen, and all of a sudden you will realize that there is this magic sweet spot in your business where, huh, the money's coming in, We finished the work and the sun is still high in the sky. (laughs) I don't hate myself. I don't hate the people around me. Wow. This truly is magic. Magic. And it all starts with coming to terms with what your limiting beliefs are around making money. Because if we continue to live into the story of you gotta work hard to make money, you're gonna make it twice as hard for yourself to make any money, right? And then if you're anything like me, you're gonna sit back. And on the moments when you're not working hard, you're gonna beat yourself up. This was the experience I lived into when I cracked the code of selling wedding flowers online. Right? People were putting in orders for two, three, four thousand dollar weddings. I had never met them, there was no consultation. I'm like oh my God, I vividly remember going to the market and doing one of these weddings where I was like, nah, it's too good to be true. She's gonna hate what I deliver for her. She can't be that open to the color palette. She can't be that open to the flower selection because up until that moment in time, I had allowed our customers to lead the way. I had allowed our customers to tell me exactly what colors, exactly how many flowers, exactly what color palettes, what ribbon finishing, all of it. And over time, I had found that that was a really shitty way to be a creative. (laughs) And it's actually not what your customers want. Because you're asking them to make all of these decisions with imperfect information. Because they don't know as much as you do. They don't know that peonies have a season. They don't know that sometimes you get peonies and they're fucking shitty. And they shatter and they fall on the floor. They don't know that there's so many different varieties of flowers around. So you should claim the space of being an expert. You are allowed to decide that even if you only know 20% more than your customer, in their eyes, you are the expert. Nobody cares. If we walk into a restaurant, we don't care how many names of vegetables that chef knows. We don't ever ask him, hey, So can you please name the Latin names of whatever XYZ potatoes exist, please, kind sir? But that's what we do to ourselves, right? We tell ourselves we need to know all the information. We find all of these reasons to not take action in our business, and we tell ourselves a lot of crappy stories about being able to charge full price. When we hit that wall of wanting to make money, but feeling incredibly frustrated because it's not working. And we continue to tell ourselves, well, I mean, at least you enjoy your work. That's enough, right? And then we hit that story of you got to work hard to make money. Is that story serving you? Is that story helping you move you where you want to go? When we stay stuck in that experience, the story of you got to work hard to make money and we have it on repeat and in most instances, it's completely unconscious. But you are going to wake up every day and prove to yourself that story is true. And I'm here this week to tell you that it's time for a pattern interrupt. It's time to look and ask yourself, is that story working for you? Are you making as much money as you want in your business? And are you making it with an effort that works for you and your physical being? Is this how you want to continue to show up in your life? Do you want to continue to be an example for your family, for your friends, for your children that making money is hard? Is that story, you got to work hard to make money, actually helping you? right? Because for so many of us, and I know this story comes up for me, right? My brain is so well programmed in the gotta work hard to make money narrative. So then, if I'm not working, I beat myself up because I should be working hard. And if it's not totally grueling and exhausting, then clearly you can't charge those premium prices, I always think of somebody like Jeff Lethem, who I have never met, I have never even had a conversation with, but I do like to pretend, often like, what is it like to be in these people's heads? Now, this doesn't say Jeff Letham doesn't work hard. I've never met a floral designer who doesn't work hard. However, there is a tipping point between working hard and beating yourself up and running into the ground and hitting burnout. And then there's working hard from a sense of fulfillment. Working hard with a big vision and ambition and showing up every day and doing your best and then going to bed early and taking care of yourself. I think it's so interesting to look at some of these famous florists and somebody like Jeff Lethem who certainly on Instagram puts out this persona of abundance and beauty and love. Now, I have no idea what goes on inside of Jeff Leitham's head. But I don't think when he or his team are putting together a quote for somebody's event, I don't think the thought runs through his head, oh, there's no way I could charge that much. I mean, they've got this grand vision and I've got this grand vision, but I'm just going to give them a discount because there's no way that Sofia Vergara would want to spend that kind of money. Like, this idea of, I can't send that quote over to her team, I should just take these last two zeros off. Like, I don't think that's what goes through his head. (laughs) I think Jeff Letham has sat himself down and over time sold himself on the beauty and the magic that is floral design. Because we are selling a magical once-in-a-lifetime experience for our clients, I think Jeff Letham and his team has an idea, a vision for what is possible and says, okay, here is what I am envisioning. Here's what is going to need to happen to pull this thing off. We're going to have to create fucking magic for one afternoon that's going to require a hundred people and 10,000 stems of this flower and 50,000 stems of that flower and 60,000 stems of that flower. Great. Let's do some math. Here's the quote. Let's go. If you're the artistic director of the Four Seasons, you know what you're not thinking about? I don't think his brain is like, can I really charge that much for a 20 foot tall fruit tree filled with hundreds of gold baubles? Will someone really pay me this much to do this work? I should totally discount it. I don't think that's what goes through his head. <laughs> Like, I think he's truly living into the magic and the abundance that is floristry. And the price is the price, right? Or if we go into a totally different environment, and I love teaching the concept of how is this similar to a restaurant? Because I think there's so much for us as floral designers to learn from the food industry. Let's say you walk into a restaurant and you look at the menu. Right, you've sat down, it's a cute little cafe, super hipster, it's been on the latest blog, I don't even know, whatever. Let's say you just scan the menu and you look at the most expensive thing on the menu. Maybe it's some fancy seafood platter for two and it's 100 bucks. Does that mean that the person who makes that $100 dish has to work 10 times as hard as the person who makes the $10 side dish? like literally, right? There's a platter of seafood for $100 and then you can get French fries, hot chips as we call them in this country. You can get a cute little basket of chips for 10 bucks. Does that mean that the person who makes the seafood platter is going to work 10 times harder than the person who's going to make the potato fries? I don't think so. I think so much of it is the intention and the decisions that have been made ahead of time, right? All of the decisions that the chef and the team have made about which seafood, how is it going to be presented, where is it going to be sourced from, how is it going to be prepared, what are the garnishes that are going to go on it, what does the plate look like, what is the whole sensory experience? They're going to put exactly the same amount of thought into the potatoes, (laughs) How is it going to be cut? How many potatoes are they going to be skinned? Are they going to be like triple fried? What's the go here? It's not about how hard those people are working that warrants the price. I know that this sounds crazy, but it is so helpful for us to get out of our own thinking, for us to look at things from a totally different perspective, because many of us walk around with stories that we tell ourselves with a series of thoughts and a series of narratives that we like to then continually live into and we wonder why it's not working. And you making the decision to send over a quote without charging full price is preventing you from creating real magic for your business as well as for your clients, Because the minute I started to wrap my head around pricing and I realized, holy crap, I have a good budget to hire staff to help me on the day so that the end product is even better than you could possibly imagine. And it's a choice to continue to discount. It's a choice to not charge full price. And the only thing that needs to change is your thought process. It's simply the sentences that are going through your head that are getting in the way of you showing up and you making the money that you want to make in your business. Once you remember and recognize that you always have a choice, you keep telling yourself you need to work harder to make a lot of money is what's keeping you stuck. It's requiring you to continually wake up every day doing the same thing you did yesterday, just hoping that one day something magically outside of you will change. Fingers crossed that something outside of me finally changes today, and the magic ATM in the sky opens up, and things just magically sort itself out. I spent years in that story, and I really wish somebody had come along and, like, shaken me and been like, Kathleen, stop it. Nothing outside of you needs to change, all that needs to shift is your own. Perspective. If you want to create a different result in your business, the only thing that needs to change is your thinking. Because it's so important to remember that as a human being, you have the opportunity to think about what you're thinking about. And you always have a choice. Always. You're a grown up, independent adult with a human brain and that brain is going to run on default until the minute that you intervene and most importantly you got to decide the stories that you're telling yourselves about making money start telling yourself stories that actually help you move forward start looking at other designers or other industries altogether start looking at things outside of our industry and looking at other human beings outside of our industry and asking yourself, okay, what does that person think about money? What does that person think the relationship is between me discounting my prices and how much I can charge my clients and how much money we're going to make in our business? And so much of where my aha moments came was like, oh, (laughs) they literally don't. Like I had all of these, if this, then that. And then I realized, well, wait a minute. All of these successful designers, all of these successful business owners aren't even thinking about this stuff over here, right? They're not attaching their self-worth to their pricing. They're not putting any judgment on their client's ability to pay. They're not attaching any emotion to the math. It's so helpful to remember that sometimes just not even having a belief about it, not even having a thought about it can be really helpful. And if you are the type of person, because this was me, right? You got to work hard to make money. I'm going to tell you that story is going to keep coming back and biting you in the ass because you're going to keep living into it, right? If we think about the floral design industry and we think about being a creative entrepreneur and we think about the starving artist persona, you are going to continue to live into that. You got to work hard to make money is the perfect belief to create a struggling floral designer, When in actual fact, how hard you work and the prices that you charge your clients, they have nothing to do with each other. The last time I checked, the industry standard approach to pricing didn't have a factorial equation in there of how hard you're working. (laughs) Please take the square root of how hard you're working before you actually go out there and update your pricing. No, it's like wholesale product times X amount equals result. It's like, this is seven-year-old math. It is so simple and so straightforward. Where we get ourselves into trouble is all of a sudden you look at that number, right? And this is what we do as human beings, we add meaning to it. My brain story was so stuck in the, I can't charge that much. There's no way my customers will pay that much. I live in a small town, this is super competitive. I'm new, I'm just getting started. Right? I had so many stories that I was attaching to these prices when I realized, oh, that's the real work. That is what's the shift that needs to happen. So when it comes to understanding your limiting beliefs about making money, I want you to know that just becoming aware of the stories you're telling yourself about making money is 50% of the challenge literally because nobody ever sat us down and said, "Oh, hey, Stacy, this is where money comes from. This is how to create money, this is how to build a business, and this is how to make more money in your business." And the industry standard approach to pricing does not have a factor of your work ethic in the pricing model. Where we get in our own way is when we aren't aware of the stories that we're telling ourselves. And you can decide how hard you need to work to make the money you want to make. But when we tell ourselves that story of, okay, I have a business, I got to work hard to make money, right? For me, that brings up a feeling of dread, exhaustion, frustration, relentlessness, And from that energy, I'm just going to keep doing the same things I've always done, right? I'm going to undercharge, underquote, I'm going to overbuy at the market, I am not going to be charging as much as I should be, I'm definitely not even going to be thinking about the idea of doing this work without me being involved, right? I'm definitely not even going to go there from a thought process perspective, which is going to keep me living into the 3am late nights early mornings, I got to do it all myself, it's got to be relentless, it's got to be exhausting, otherwise I'm not doing it right. We don't ever see in our industry those floral designers who are bragging about like, guys, I had a five-figure month or a six-figure month or I just reached seven figures. The only stories that we have are our own stories because this industry is so secretive and we're just going to stay stuck in that story of, oh, you got to work hard to make money. But what is so helpful to think about, and this one exercise literally changed the game for me, if I took Kathleen out of the mix and I had to send somebody else to do the wholesale run, somebody else to navigate the inquiries, somebody else to deal with the website, somebody else to answer the phone, somebody else to make the designs, where am I missing the mark on my pricing? And it becomes so obvious, right? Because we would like to be like Gumby where we're just going to put ourselves in all of these different places. We're going to tell ourselves, oh, it's just going to take a second, right? I can just run over there and drop this off and then I can just drive to the other side of the city so I can set up this arrangement. It'll just take me a second. And all of these (laughs) justa, these justa Minutes Right? start to really eat into our own time. And because we're not even valuing any part of the service that we're offering, we're not even quoting for it properly, we're not even pricing properly. So we never then even experience the idea of actually sending a whole separate team of people to go off and do that entire wedding setup. Or you never even staff your shop and sit down and actually go through the eh, tedious process of actually sitting down and documenting your systems so that somebody else can do the job better than you could even imagine it's being done. So, three lessons, three ideas to help you move past. You got to work hard to make money. One awareness. Is that a story that you're telling yourself? Is that a belief that you're living into? Like, literally, open up your brain. What is going on in there? What are you making the money mean? And what is standing in the way of you creating the business and abundance that you want to have? It's so interesting, if we look at floral design and flowers from like an academic point of view, they are technically categorized as a luxury service, as in not essential, as in charge a premium, right? But so many of us, myself included, will bring to the table, oh, I got to be cheap, no way I can charge that much, oh, making money is hard, I got to work hard to make money. And so much of that comes because we're allowing our primitive brain to just run on repeat, which is what it does. But is that story serving you? Is that story helping you move into the direction that you want to go? Number two, intentional practice with your new belief system. With the awareness of what your current story is around making money, what do you want your story to be around making money? What do you want your money story to be? And I'm gonna encourage you to be creative and look outside of our industry, right? Look at somebody who inspires you. And it might be somebody from a movie or somebody from a book. Maybe it's Beyonce or Oprah, I don't know. But just find somebody out there who you really admire and look up to. And just ask yourself, like, what do they think about money, right? Is it that money is easy? Making money is fun? People love to spend money? Yes. All of those things are true. (laughs) But find one sentence, one thought about money that feels true to you. That part's really important. Feels true to you that you can then start to live into. Who do you get to become if you told yourself that making money is fun? Like flowers are fun, my friends. And so is making money. And then making money with flowers, that's like Fun times two. (laughs) But you have to be aware of the story that you're telling yourself around money, and then you have to intentionally decide that you want to believe something different. And once you can land on a single sentence that feels true to you, even if you start that sentence with maybe making money is fun, maybe making money is easy, maybe. Pricing can be simple. If we add a whatever the... I can't even think of the name. What is that? A conjunction? Preposition? I don't even know the English languages. But if we add in that little phrase ahead of the belief, right? It's possible that maybe. I am open to the idea that making money is simple. Making money is fun. Whatever feels true to you, it's really important. Then I want you to go out of your way to find evidence to support the fact that that new thought is true if you're a person who loves spending money on certain things right we all have these things right for me it's travel I'm like I will spend a lot of money on travel experiences for you it might be clothing it might be shoes it might be stuff for the garden it might be stuff for the house it might be restaurants it might be stuff for the kids like we all have things that we really enjoy spending money on Could you take that belief, right? Like what is the experience that you're doing and living into when you're buying that thing and actually apply that to money in general and just try it out. And then you're going to go out of your way and find evidence to support the fact that it's true. And then you're going to practice every single day. And you're not going to beat yourself up when your brain comes back to, Continually finding and really wanting to stay in the stuck mode of making money is hard. you got to work hard to make money. Your brain's going to come back to that a lot. Because up until this moment in time, you've lived into that experience. So it's default, it's easy, it's efficient for your brain to come back to its old belief system. But in order for us to create new results in our own business, we got to think differently. And that requires us to open up our brain and it requires us to increase the awareness and decide intentionally what you want to make making money mean. What is the experience that you want to live into? It's so helpful to think like, our clients, if we put ourselves in our client's shoes, and it doesn't matter if somebody wants to send flowers to get well soon, somebody's just come home from the hospital, or you're working on a next quote for a wedding and event that's happening, or a bar mitzvah, or a christening, or a funeral. How would you show up if you decided that your client wants to spend money? What if that's their love language, and you get to be the facilitator of the process? Instead of assuming that our clients are like us, what if we stepped into their shoes and we just decided that they love spending money and they love spending money on these experiences and on flowers and on these indulgent gifts for their loved ones? What if you just tried it on? Like it's so fascinating to think that we can just do that instantaneously, And once you increase your own awareness of the story that's going on in your head, and then you intentionally decide you're going to build a belief in a totally different way. And then you go out into the world and you find evidence to support this new belief. And you practice it and you continue to prove it true to yourself. My friend, you're going to blow your mind with how fun it can be to make money. And remember that the goal of your flower business is to generate money. So learning the language of money is super important because when you feel stuck, when you feel frustrated, when you feel exhausted, when you know you're not charging enough, it's all coming back to the stories that you're telling yourself, particularly in the realm of floristry where it takes so much joy, so much joy to design and love and live into this experience. And then you layer on top of it the fact that you got to work hard to make money. Okay, great. So let's take all of the fun and the joy and the love and the magic out of this experience and make it fucking awful for ourselves. This is where so many florists run into burnout. 100% that was me. All because it started with not charging enough. I literally eroded away my own enjoyment of the magic of floral design. After you get your pricing sorted and then you jump into scaling your business, then you're going to pull yourself back down into the starving artist persona, right? And we get really graspy and we lose our energy and we fall back into the default thought pattern, right? You might be at the market and you might end up completely overbuying because you're totally second guessing because we're going to continue to live into the, I got to work hard to make money. This can't possibly be easy. We're gonna overbuy on product. We're gonna completely understaff. We're gonna stretch ourselves and burn our candle at both ends. And now you're like doubly mad because you've had like a little bit of a taste of the good life. You've experienced the joy and the magic of creating a design and making money, but you're gonna find yourself pulling yourself back down again, right? When we continue to live into the experience of you gotta work hard to make money, right? This is like the definition of self-sabotage, this idea of you're just going to continue to live into that experience. If you tell yourself you've got to work hard to make money, you're going to continue to work harder and harder and harder and harder, and the physical exhaustion is going to take its toll. So step one, get your pricing sorted, (laughs) because it does not matter what you were charging yesterday, right? And I know for so many of you who are flower farmers I know so many of you, right? Because as one of you literally said to me, she's like, oh, I got to get out of the farmer mentality. I was like, oh my gosh, that's so powerful, right? Because it is literally the definition of you got to work hard to make money. I think that is like, if you looked up farming, that is the belief system. And then to step into the premium experience of being a floral designer, because you are charging a premium because this is a luxury product, you're going to have to untangle yourself, from that experience of you gotta work hard to make money. Charging $300 and charging $30, you don't have to work 10 times as hard to charge $300. We just have to change our thought process. So it's possible that making money is fun. I am open to the idea that making money is fun. Just to see what happens. Just to see what the world throws at you after that. My friend, as always, remember as well, if you want to dig into this work more, come join us inside of the Flower Boss Bootcamp. If you are one of the amazing humans who is inside the program and this story totally resonates with you, I want you to know you are not alone. And remember, we have our weekly coaching sessions, our weekly mentoring sessions where you can put your hand up, you can sign up for the coaching session, and we can bring all of this work to the table. This is so powerful to know that we get to dig into all of our money stories inside of this program. So inside of the Flower Boss Bootcamp, you will find this work in the Making Money module. Watch the video, do the workbook. You can also submit that workbook for my input, which was actually the whole impetus for this entire podcast episode. Because one of the girls said, what can I do to move away from this thought process? So yeah, here's an entire podcast episode for you. (laughs) This is the magic of this work. And then also remember, you can put your hand up for any of the mentoring and coaching sessions and we can dig into this even more. If you're not yet part of the Flower Boss Bootcamp and you want to, all you need to do is visit flowerbossbootcamp.com, sign up today And I'll see you inside the program. My friends, have an amazing week. If you're taking a little bit of time off of flowering over the Christmas break, enjoy yourself. Have the most amazing day. Drive safe. And I'll talk to you again next week. Bye for now.